Hello, Scuttlebutt listeners. I am William, and we are back with our marathon back-to-back-to-back-to-back episodes live from, well, live recorded from Modern Day Marine, day two. And I'm here with Tim Barrick, our previous guest of ours. Tim, how are you doing? I'm doing great today. Awesome. So, uh, Tim, tell me this about uh, Objective One, which is the wargaming convention we have uh, set up here at Modern Day Marine. Yeah, William. So, first of all, thanks uh, for having me on. And it's great to be here. This is a pretty exciting event here. This is the first time we've run this event that we've called Objective One as a wargaming convention event that is running here at Modern Day Marine. So this is this is great. I, I, I've been calling this a, a buffet of war games. It's a showcasing war game capabilities across professional military education and also force development. We've got a lot of different organizations represented in a lot of different games. And it's, uh, it's turning into a quite an interesting event. Yeah, I love the variety. I was doing a, a walkthrough of yesterday to check out the, the, the games you have. I mean, quite, quite run quite the gamut between traditional board games as well as, uh, as virtual. So what's some of the, the highlights uh, that, that you've, uh, you've uh, had so far? So I'd say, first of all, I, I think the highlight is the organizations that we've had represented. So this is not just the Marine Corps. Here, obviously, we have the, the two main Marine Corps wargaming organizations between the, the Marine Corps Warfighting Lab and their wargaming division and showcasing some of their capabilities, uh, and also Marine Corps University and our wargaming cloud and, and tabletop games like Operational Wargame System. So we're, we're here, but what, what I was thrilled with about this event is we put an all call out to really the professional wargaming community of practice and, and asked folks to come showcase their game. So it wasn't just about what the Marine Corps got, but, but also showcasing for folks what other organizations are using. So for example, we've got Center for Naval Analysis here. We've got Institute for Defense Analysis. We have the Air Work, a rep from the Air War College. We've got Army Development Command. Uh, we've got the Canadian Joint Warfare Center, uh, National Defense University. Uh, we've got a rep from MITRE present. And, uh, and then obviously the Marine Corps University folks, we've got Navy Information Warfare Center Pacific and uh, the, the program office for wargaming with uh, Pioneer that, that BAE is the system integrator on. And we also have from the Marine Corps University side, we've got a couple of uh, commercial game companies that are supporting us with the, with the cloud capability and the games that are in the cloud. So Hex War and Code Wizards and then also Slytherin Matrix Games. And so it's a, a lot of different organizations that, that bring different wargaming uh, capabilities uh, here, and whether it's a tabletop game or the computer game. So I, I think that's what to me is most exciting is we've got some world-class game facilitators here that, that are showcasing these various game capabilities. And it's just an awesome opportunity for folks to network and exchange kind of different uh, ideas on, on the games that are out there and seeing them. Some of these games, are th it's the first time I've seen them um, where these other organizations are bringing their tools. And so uh, for me here, it was, it's been great to, to see what other folks are using and it creates the potential to you know, cross-pollinate some of these capabilities. So it's just been a great opportunity to network some, with some of these folks. And, and that's just been internal to the teams here and then you add to that the opportunity that anybody coming to the event here can come either to see these games and, and ask questions and do, you know, see a demo 
or to sit down and play. I mean, all these games that we're showcasing here, we've created the opportunity to sit down. If you want to play the game, hey, we'll sit down for a couple hours. In fact, there was uh, I saw one Marine lieutenant uh, sit down for uh, the computer game, the digital course of action tool, literally sat there this morning for three hours straight, didn't, didn't leave his seat. And I was kind of surprised when I looked back later and he's still sitting there playing the game. I'm like, wow, that guy's like, he is, he's he is glued. Yeah, he, he's glued. He, that's a that's a pro gamer move. You come to a, <laughs> a, a modern day Marine convention and end up playing games the entire time. That sounds sounds like a good deal to me. So, what are some of the the uh, groundbreaking innovations you've seen from some of the games that you've come here? Because I've, I've I've looked I've looked around and, and uh, seen some really cool uh, innovative ideas. What have you seen um, experienced so far? Well, first off, we've got the whole spectrum from the card game to you know, tabletop games that are fairly sophisticated hex and counter games to ones that are more abstract. Um, you know, I'll talk about the Center for Naval Analysis game, Athena's Sand Table, that, that they've got over there. And it's, it's kind of a posture strategy competition game, you know, kind of conceptual level. And you're thinking big, big thoughts on strategy as you're making your decisions, the turns are you know, a couple year turn, so we're talking really big picture level. Um, and then all the way down to very tactical, like like tank versus tank kind of tactical game. Uh, that's the burst on target game from Army DevCom, uh, where they're looking down at like individual vehicles and weapon systems and how you employ those tactically on the battlefield and the interaction of those weapon systems. And, and so you've got this wide range of operational level uh, we've got the operational war game system there with a South China Sea scenario. We've got a Baltic state scenario that is more ground focused. The, the South China Sea is naval focused. So looking at the different all domain, uh, the different aspects of different domains and, and how to war game them. And that's the tabletop side. On the, on the computer side, we've got the Pioneer computer system, which is, which is the one that the Marine Corps is investing a lot of money in for the future war gaming center. And that is a very high fidelity simulation where the innovative thing they're trying to do there is the system integration. So a lot of a lot of simulations uh, that the joint force uses, they'll they'll do a federation where they will make one simulation be able to talk to another and they're just exchanging ones and zeros to be able to make them interoperable, right? That's a federation. But sometimes those are cumbersome and and they can be tenuous in the in the stability of the system. So one of the things that uh, the Marine Corps is trying to do with, with BAE as the lead system integrator on it is to take a bunch of different software tools from the scenario design side to the actual user interface for playing the game to the analytic tools on the back end, take some of the best in breed across industry for, for the different software capabilities and integrate them uh, so that from the design stage, They've worked through uh, the integration on it to make them fully interoperable and stable. So you've got a cohesive system that is a best in breed kind of plug and play kind of system that is more than just a federation, right? It's achieving a higher level of integration. That is very uh, you know, innovative and groundbreaking uh, as they put that together and try to arrive at that capability. And they just finished some operational testing here this month um, and things went very well. And so it looks like we're on a great pathway there. So that, that's really a great
new story is that comes along and they're going to finish the building for the Wargaming Center uh, at the end of this year. They should be occupying early next year and hopefully the, the first games for that new capability for the Marine Corps, uh, hopefully by late next year. Uh, and that's just a fantastic good news story. And that's really force development focus primarily. And they're doing a lot of great stuff there with that capability. Uh, the other is the digitization of uh, the operational war game system. So we've got uh, Navy Information Warfare Center Pacific here with uh, the digital course of action tool, which is the operational war game system in computer form. And really exciting for me to see this. Uh, this is a Marine Corps game system that is now gone from tabletop to a computer adjudicated format. They're at the prototype stage with this and it's just exciting to see it coming together and you know there's there's still some work to be done it's it's uh it's beta testing but really exciting to see it and i'm i'm, I'm looking forward to having that in our wargaming cloud uh so that we can leverage it at marine corps university in our fight club and in the support of the courses where now we can uh the great thing about that is it's going to speed adjudication in the gameplay uh, because the computer's going to zip through stuff like that really quickly for us and time is one of our most precious commodities especially in the schoolhouse we have limited time in the classroom you know to, to conduct these games and sometimes these big operational games can take a while to play and adjudicate and so in computer form it just uh it, it helps us accelerate that where it'll do in seconds obviously what it can take us like a you know 30 minutes to do in the adjudication so um, the other is a company commander game. This is our debut of a company commander modern uh, war game. It's got uh, Marine Corps Rifle Company in it for you know 2025 with drones and loading munitions. And it's a very simple, easy to play uh, computer game that we're, we're gonna have in our wargaming cloud. And I look forward to running fight club tournaments with, with this game system. And, uh, we've got a, a tournament going here with a nice prize for a high score for whoever gets the highest score here at Modern Day Marine in this company commander game. And uh, we've got a good competition going for that right now. Yeah, it looks pretty pretty steep. I'm checking out the scoreboards over there, and it's uh, it's uh, competition's pretty uh, pretty competitive. So uh, I've noticed that there's a good, a good mix between uh, player versus player games you have as well as player versus AI. And AI you know, in, in wargaming ranges from... From 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 incredibly inept to, to excellent, what um, it, it, how, what innovations I guess in AI have, have have happened recently to make it more competitive against a human player? Yeah, so obviously with you know things like uh, ChatGPT out there, we're seeing a lot of uh, you know AI capabilities that are creating a lot of opportunities for different things. Um, Many of the games that we have here right now, a lot of them are player versus player, even in the computer format, uh, like the Digital Course of Action tool, a lot of the Hexor games. The, the AI is not developed or mature in, in some of these games. Other ones like Flashpoint campaigns and Command uh, that we have, um, when even in Command, that's gotta be programmed. And in Flashpoint mm -hmm. campaigns, a lot of that is programmed and driven by what are, you know, I would contend our legacy might be too, too old fashioned in terms of saying it reaches too far back because a lot of it is, you know, a lot of the techniques in the commercial industry and in, in artificial intelligence, but it's not, it's not necessarily the AI that you and I would think of as we think about, 
you know, some of the advanced AIs that uh, we are envisioning that technology is going to be able to deliver in probably the not too distant future. What we have here um, on the commercial side and Marine Corps University side is, is uh, you know, probably the latest in industry from a basic computer gaming standpoint. On the Pioneer system the Marine Corps is uh, using, there's some, there's some innovative approaches there with, with the AI capabilities that are doing really fascinating things, you know, like um, just giving you analytic capabilities in the game that are helping from planning, like, like AI-enabled planning that's, that's rapidly, um, you know, analyzing the data and then spitting back to you, you know, in different formats. And you could argue whether that's, is that a data analysis capability that's, that's just got programming around it that's, that's spitting back to you some kind of analysis framework that you've asked for? Um, or is it really an artificial intelligence? And I, I don't think we're really quite there yet from okay. like an AI agent. You know, when I think of an AI agent that you're really going up against, um, that is kind of the goal of what we want to get to is it's applying doctrines and strategies, you know, unique to a certain kind of, like, like let's say taking all the doctrine and stuff and plugging it into the AI and uh, and then it's going to fight you with that doctrine, right? And, and I think what we've got with Pioneer is, is starting to get into that realm of being able to do things like that. And it's definitely something that in the wargaming community we would love to see happen is, is to continue to enhance that kind of AI capability. Because one of the drawbacks when you're playing human v. human, especially if you're trying to run a game uh, with... Uh, let's just say, you know, an adversary like Russia or China, um, where you want the opponent to fight in the way that they may fight, right? And when you put a human in that role, there's there's always going to be the, uh, the the potential for mirror imaging, especially if they're background and trained in U.S. joint doctrine and things like that, that they may fight using that same joint doctrine and doing the mirror imaging. Mm -hmm. So the more that we have opportunity to kind of do an AI agent playing the adversary in that role, applying more of a doctrinal approach, hey, that would be great. Now, that doesn't mean that you we would dispense with the humans in that, that process, because I, I don't think we're there yet, and some may, may disagree with me on that, where, where we want to just exclusively rely on AI agents to spar against, right? We talk about reps and sets of playing games more and more to develop the cognitive skills in warfighting and an AI agent to spar against is fantastic. Um, in the end though, sometimes they can start to become predictable and we and, and humans will always surprise you, right? And so I think it's, uh, I always see a difference in playing a game between, you know, the AI agent and the humans. Uh, there are those who are contending now that they have AI agents that you can war game against that you can't tell the difference. And that's a little freaky. And that is great in certain circumstances, <laughs> right? Um, and you know, I, there's there's so much stuff out there, and and I I think that we are at that point where we're starting to see AI capabilities that that achieve that kind of effect. Where yeah, you may not be able to tell. I mean, we're seeing it. That's the thing with like the ChatGPT thing, right? You can you get feedback and language written that you may not be able to tell the difference between, hey, an AI wrote this versus the human, right? And um, 
I think we're there. We're like at that edge of seeing a lot of breakthrough with uh, artificial intelligence and tremendous opportunity for what it can do inside of a wargaming realm in many ways, whether it's the analysis side, the planning side, or the opponent side. Um, and I would even say from the, the scenario design side, right? I've used it a lot just to say, hey, spit me out a scenario on this or, or create the higher headquarters order for this. And it's surprising the things that it can do. I mean, it, it's truly impressive and definitely an enabler that I've started to leverage to really increase productivity and produce some interesting, thoughtful approaches as it sifts through and pulls information together and throws it back at you. It's pretty fascinating. So interesting opportunity space that we're in now with this. Pretty incredible work. So um, as we, as we be begin to wrap up this interview, uh, you're a young second lieutenant. You, you come here to the uh, Wargaming Convention Objective 1. Uh, what games would you recommend to uh, that sort of uh, educational level that you have here? Well, I definitely would recommend to sit down and play our, our new Company Commander Modern War game. That would probably be the first one I'd say go to is get that one because it's right there at the tactical company level uh, to play that game. Uh, I, I would also then ratchet up to Flashpoint campaigns as, you know, really that battalion to brigade level. It's a... Um, you know, it, it's a simulation that's based on Cold War, Germany, 1980s, and, but it's really mature. There's a lot of years of, of work invested in, in Flashpoint campaigns and making it a fantastic uh, computer game. So that one offers uh, a different experience and environment that is uh, extremely rich. Um, and then, I mean, the whole host of these tabletop games, I mean, Littoral Commander over there uh, that Sebastian Bay uh, developed as commercial game. Uh, that one is focused on a Marine Littoral Regiment and your primary forces in the game are tactical level, you know, platoons and elements of a Marine Littoral Regiment that you're employing in the battle space. Uh, you've, got, you've got ships out there that give you a naval dimension and then you've got joint capability cards that you have to employ in your strategy in the game that give you exposure to the array of joint capabilities that are out there. So from an educational standpoint, to be exposed to this wide range of joint capabilities and then to wrestle with how do you employ these in support of your mission and what you're trying to accomplish. You know, Littoral Commander was designed specifically as an educational game to help you understand this this weaving together of joint capabilities into a concept of operation. And so I, I think, you know, there's so much to be gained from these. Uh, if your focus is at the higher level, then there's the operational war game system out there that gives you that uh, kind of theater level look at different problem sets. Awesome, and then uh, my last question for you is, if you want to understand the uh, EABO concept better, uh, aside from obviously reading the document and reading the Gazette, which everyone of my listeners should be doing. Uh, what would you recommend, which, uh, which game series that you have here would you recommend for helping to better understand and embrace those concepts? Well, I think there's two in particular. Uh, that would be Littoral Commander, like I just talked about, uh, that is giving you that exposure. You're specifically in the first island chain, employing that force in very much an expeditionary advanced base operation framework. 
Uh, and then the other is the operational wargame system. And, and that one has given you, you know, the array of joint capabilities in the game. Um, most of those scenarios are a little bit higher level, but you're looking at it within the context of the joint campaign. Here's your joint force. Here's your mission. Here's what you're trying to accomplish. You've got Air Force assets, Navy assets. Here's your Marine Corps assets. What do you want to do with them? That game was specifically designed to answer questions about the roles and missions of the Marine Corps in the context of the joint campaign. So that one is giving you exposure to how you might employ those forces and capabilities in that. So um, yeah, we got, the, we got the games here and as those uh, get, get uh, digitized and converted into computer game systems, uh, you have both opportunities within a tabletop format or in a digital format to explore those games. Awesome. Well, Tim, thanks for coming on our show again. We appreciate having you. Uh, congratulations. Objective One is, is uh, I'm glad we have our booth set up here. So I get to just casually, whenever I have free time, just look over at the screens and get to watch some good quality gameplay. So uh, anyways, uh, congratulations and thank you again for coming on. All right. Thanks, William. Great to be here. Scuttlebutt is a production of the Marine Corps Association. I am William Truding. But you've also heard the voices or contributions of Vic Rubel, USMC retired, Nancy Lichman, retired Frazier. The opinions expressed in this episode do not reflect the official stance of the Marine Corps, DOD, or Marine Corps Association.